What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Diving Deeper podcast. I'm your host, Osama Mohammed, and today is a beautiful April 30th, Thursday evening. I hope everyone's doing all right. I hope everyone's hanging in there, having a good time during this quarantine right now. Um, across the world, there generally seems to be some good vibes. Cases are going down. Um, people are already talking about opening up business and opening up, you know, the general public. I don't care what you think about that. My opinion is stop, wait, make sure everybody's in a good place first before moving on. Make sure we have good systems in place to test everybody and ensure that we're expediting a vaccine. But again, I'm not going to spend much more time talking about this. I hope everyone who's uh, celebrating Ramadan right now is having a good fast. Um, It's actually 6.03 p.m. while I'm recording this. And I'm about an hour and 45 minutes away from breaking my fast. I'm holding in uh, pretty well so far. It's been a week. We are a quarter of the way through. And I feel all right. I think this fast this year is better than I expected. I thought I would be bored out of my mind, um, especially knowing that I'm home all day, not being able to eat or drink. But I think it's made it also a little bit more tolerable knowing that I don't have to go outside. I can control what I do eat or drink. I can control where I am and conserve my energy. Um, I think for me, the only thing I've been trying to work on is continuing to work out while I'm fasting, especially since I'm at home. But work has gotten in the way. A lot of other um, stuff has gotten in the way. And so I'm trying to get back in the groove of that. But if anybody out there has any good tips for working out during this time, we're making sure that both um, your health and general just fitness um, is kept up to shape during both fasting and in quarantine. Uh, please feel free to, like I mentioned in a couple podcasts before, hit me up on Instagram at brosama, B-R-O-S-A-M-A. Or um, you can always leave me feedback on anything I'm saying or this show itself by visiting ratethispodcast.com slash diving deeper um, to give your feedback on the show. Anyway, today I was thinking about some topics I want to talk about. And I did want to make this episode short because I think this is a quick banger. It's the middle of the week one. As you guys have seen, I like to drop an episode in the middle of the week and an episode on the weekend. Generally, the ones in the weekend tend to be a little bit more laid back. I might have a guest on the show. And then the ones during the midweek are kind of a check-in for me to just talk a little bit about what's going on in my life, um, but also talk about what's going on around the world. So a couple of days ago, I had a discussion and it was about generally the concept of being in a relationship. You know, it started from the conversation of, you know, what is cheating on someone, right? And I know what you're thinking. I do, I, I do. I'm a very faithful person. I have never cheated. But this conversation is about the the very concept of cheating itself, and whether it's anything more than physical. And that's something I wanted to get into because it, it brought up a good uh, debate for me internally. Because so the 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 conversation went around: uh, Is it cheating if you are if you really wake up enjoying having a conversation with someone every day? Um, making sure that you're excited to see that person every day, you're excited to chat with them, is that cheating? And for me, it's hard to really label that as cheating, and it's for a lot of reasons. But let's go back and actually dissect this a little bit from my perspective. So the conversation came about because of the topic of being loyal to your significant other. And 
to me, what the typical form of cheating you'll obviously always encounter is someone being physically disloyal to their significant other. However, as we know, those aren't the only forms of relationships. You can obviously have more types of relationships than just a physical one. And so, of course, I agree with the fact that, you know, physically um, having a relationship with someone who isn't your significant other, if you choose to be in a monogamous relationship and have agreed on those terms and you continue and you break that um, by having a physical relationship with someone outside of the two of you, that's very unfair to your partner and obviously a horrible thing to do. The way I would go about that is if you are starting to lose feelings for someone or gain feelings for someone else, open the borders of communication, make sure you speak to your partner because they should know before you do anything. Having said that, the way I view relationships in general might be a little bit different than the way other people view it. So for me, whenever anyone's asked me, what do you want in a girlfriend? What do you want in a wife? I've always answered the same thing. And it's someone who's my best friend that I could see myself with as my partner in life. My, yeah, I don't believe in soulmates, but I do believe in life partners, people who can get along like best friends and experience everything that life has to offer together. And so when I think about relationships, um, I view them on a spectrum. Uh, I have a relationship with so many people around me. I don't view my intimate relationship as the only form of relationship I have. Of course, I have a relationship with my friends, with my family, with my coworkers, etc. And so the amount that I I think that the, if I were to de- determine what the difference is between all of those relationships, I think it's very hard for me to uh, isolate anything outside of physicality. And so hear me out. I know a lot of you might say, hey, that's the only difference between your girlfriend and your cousin is that you're just physically intimate with one. And let me actually break down why that might be the only difference, really. So when you realize that you like someone, a lot of people, especially in in our American culture, believe that you all of a sudden have this feeling that you're in love with someone or you're infatuated with someone. And it's like a, like a binary thing. So many people have this idea in their head that liking someone, obviously we won't use the word love because of course it's very difficult to say that you love someone um, from first sight. But of course, who knows what love truly is. But liking someone, people believe that it's this binary thing that all of a sudden you go from one day, you don't like this person to all of a sudden the next day you do. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think liking someone is something you very actively determine in your head that you do. You realize that you enjoy maybe having conversations with this person. You enjoy the way they look. Um, A lot of things that they do are very appealing to you. And so you think, hey, I am deciding that, yeah, this is the person that I have feelings for. And I'm telling myself that I feel because of societal reasons that this is the person I want to focus on in an intimate perspective. And this is the person I want to focus my time on because I see them as a potential partner in life. And so the way I view things are, is, is that it's on a spectrum. I think the only determinant of the difference between my girlfriend and my friends is that, you know, I like all of them. I like having conversations with all of them. They're all on a spectrum. Of course, there's some friends that I love speaking to every day. And there's some friends that I may not speak to as often. And that's not that doesn't even mean that I like one more than the other. It could just mean that a certain relationship is kept is best kept managed 
with having less frequent conversations and another relationship is uh, more dependent on those day-to-day conversations. And then the things that I would say I love the most about my girlfriend are just the fact that we can be open-minded and understand each other. Uh, We can laugh all the time. We can experience things together and have a lot of fun. And those things are not exclusive to her. I can do all of those things with my other friends. So it's very hard to sit and really transcribe the difference between how I feel being in a relationship with a girlfriend or a wife or a significant other and being with a friend of mine or a family member. I can feel all of these things. So for me, as a logical person, I would want to think that if I am going to put this person on a pedestal, on a label that of this liking or love that um, I won't give to others, I, they need to own a feeling of mine that is exclusive to them. And that, to me, isn't the case. I think what's exclusive to them is the physical, intimate aspect of the relationship. And that makes a lot of sense. That's how humans evolve. That's how humans procreate. Of course, you find a significant other to then eventually, if you want to, have children and continue on with the family. That's the physical aspect of it. But other than that, it's very hard to determine any one single trait that is unique to that person. And so because of that, I think everyone exists on this spectrum of how much you like or love. The spectrum means any one of the people that you have a relationship with in your life can exist anywhere along that spectrum. You can love them so much, you can love them so little. And wherever they belong on that spectrum, not one is valued more than the other. It doesn't matter, but they all serve their purpose. They're all people in your life. And the only thing I would say is in a significant other, I would want them to be very high on that spectrum, someone who I love spending every moment with, because that's the person that I'm choosing to, in this monogamous society, choosing to commit at least the rest of my life with. And so you would think that ultimately at the end of the day, that's pretty much the criteria of a best friend, a best friend that you want to live with and be intimate with and have a family with. That's ultimately what you would like to see out of a best friend. But however, we have this idea, this fantasization in Western culture of the fact that your significant other should for some reason be more than that. It's this idea that comes about in movies and TV shows and books that your significant other should be completing you. They're your soulmate. You are meant to be together and so thus they will make you happy no matter what. They're these perfect beings. And that's what causes a lot of strife in relationships. That's probably what causes such high divorce rates. And I know and I know it's definitely one of the determining factors because a lot of research shows that the main principal difference between Western ideals when it comes to marriage and Eastern ideals, and of course, Western and Eastern don't really exist in 2020 anymore. I think a lot of the world with technology has advanced to be so adaptive and so immersed within each other that there isn't really that separation anymore. But these traditional Western and traditional Eastern marriage ideals differ in the sense that with, for example, in a lot of cultures that have arranged marriages, those arranged marriages begin with this simple idea and understanding that we don't necessarily know everything about each other, but we're entering this as a uh, as an agreement between each other to become good partners in life and to grow together as a partnership. Whereas in the opposite culture where you're expected to date and expected to really experience everything about that person, you believe that once you're married, you inherently believe this because of the way the, the culture is set up, that that person will 
provide every aspect of happiness for you and will complete you and will make you feel whole. And when you don't feel that way anymore or when you find that this person isn't perfect because they'll never be, you feel like you've been let down by this relationship. Whereas even if the same circumstance was happening on the other side, that person doesn't feel left down. It's what it let down. It's what they expected. And so I think the, the main principal difference between both um, cultures is just the expectation that is set when you enter a marriage. I think on one hand, it's set very high, and so it's destined to fail. And on the other hand, it's set low and destined to succeed because you have this understanding that you're going to grow together. And I think there's positives and negatives to both sides, of course, because for me personally, I would never enter uh, something as deep as a, a bond of marriage with someone who I never spent a lot of time with and understood that that's the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. So I think there's a solution somewhere in the middle, but this is a long way of saying we have this notion in our head that we're looking for this prince or princess to come save us obviously not physically, but I mean, save us mentally from the world that we live in. And so we set these insanely high expectations. However, the initial question was, what are our relationships and what, in, in, in a sense, does cheating mean? So when we come, when we talk about the original question of, is it possible to cheat outside of a physical scenario? That's when you start thinking, okay, what other way is there, could there be of cheating? And so people have this idea that you could be you know, there, you could show infidelity to your significant other by, you know, fawning over someone else. Now, let's break down what that means. If you love speaking to someone every day, does that mean that you like them? What does it mean to like them based on what we just defined a little bit earlier? Don't we like a lot of people? Don't I like all my friends? I don't think I'm cheating on my significant other with my friends by playing PS4 with them or hanging out with them or doing whatever. So why would that all of a sudden change if I'm doing the same with someone who someone else predetermined as a threat, you know? So I think, because of course we all have friends of both uh, the main sexes and so it, th there isn't a rule for me mentally to try to understand how can I determine if I'm cheating on someone, if I enjoy having conversations with a person. I think we so often are so afraid of seeming uh, unfaithful that we won't talk to the, a person of the opposite sex if they're attractive or if we love speaking with them or we have great conversations. I think that's wrong. That's the exact mentality that puts you in a state where you're agitated in your monogamous relationship and now you feel like there's something you need to compensate for and ultimately your relationship is going down the drain because of a lack of communication. Whereas on the other hand, if we open up borders to understand that people like a lot of different people for different reasons, as long as you decide in your relationship that we want this to be monogamous in a physical way and that person does not break that by being physical with another person, then I don't see what the issue is with any other form of intimacy because that's what we practice with everyone around us. Of course, you know, that begs the question of whether monogamy is the solution in general anyway, but if, but that's something that could be debated at a different time. I think when it comes to cheating, that's why I've deduced, or at least I haven't, you know, heard a good enough argument in return that there can't be cheating in a form outside of physical because I think I would say 
all the ways I would describe anything outside of that, that I love spending every minute with someone, can be applied to many people in my life and not just my significant other. However, if you are now verbally speaking to someone and telling them that you want to spend your life with them and not your significant other, maybe you want to marry them, maybe you want to have physical relationship with that person that of course i would say is a form of cheating outside of physicality but that's because you're explicitly being unloyal to your relationship but when i'm saying the happiness that you feel from speaking to someone no matter what their gender or race or whatever is that shouldn't be an issue at all but we are so afraid of that that sometimes we avoid having those kinds of conversations and sometimes they're looked down upon That's why a lot of people say you can't be friends with your exes. And I think that's honestly beyond bullshit. All my life, I've kept in touch with anybody who I've had a previous relationship with because I would never want to feel that sense of regret. And I would never want to, you know, push aside a whole time period of my life because that's helped me grow and become the person I am today. So why would I want to ignore that? Why would I want to push that away? There was a point where I was very happy with that person. No matter how, no matter what terms we left off on, no matter how the relationship ended, that person brought me a lot of happiness in my life. Why would I throw all of that away for this preconceived social construct that you should no longer be with your, you should no longer be friends with your exes because that's somehow threatening to the current relationship that you're in? In fact, I think if you are friends with your exes, that shows me the maturity level and the understanding that you are an evolved person, an evolved adult, someone who understands the nuances of relationships, that there can be an entire spectrum of relationships and not just a binary life of, hey, you're okay, you're not a threat, you are, you're bad. That's a sign of immaturity. And and to me, um, the lack of understanding that you can have genuine friendships that don't involve physical intimacy. A lot of people love to bring up the notion that if you've had that physical intimacy in the past, it's very hard to lose it. I disagree. I think you could be friends with anybody and nobody should be putting labels on who you decide to be friends with, especially a society that isn't so successful when it comes to understanding relationships as it is. That's my whole rant on that, but it's something I want to talk about because I think, you know, this idea of love and idea of relationships and intimacy is something that we struggle with in America in general to try to understand, but also because we set these insane expectations on ourselves that don't ever come to fruition because we aren't being realistic. At the same time, some other people can be so realistic that they enter a relationship with without any idea of how to court someone or how to, you know, just enjoy life with each other. That's also not great. So I think you know, there's pros and cons to both sides. And I think there's a happy medium that you can always be in. But the one rule in general is to always, always communicate, communicate all of your thoughts, communicate your feelings, communicate how someone else uh, might appear to you, give constant feedback to your partner, because that's the only way both of you are going to grow. But if we have this idea in our heads that oh, I'm not going to do that, that's weird. I'm not going to talk to this person about how I feel right now because that's weird. I'm going to keep my emotions to myself because it's weird if they feel, if they understand this vulnerable side of me. I don't want to ask them about their past relationships. That's weird. We keep that locked up somewhere in the back of our heads. I don't want to tell them about my past relationships. That's weird. I don't want to tell them about the friend that I made at work that I love speaking to every day. That's weird. They're going to feel weird about it. 
I don't want her or him to tell me about their work friends because that's weird and that's a different life that they have that should be separate from me. But once you start building these walls and building these boundaries, all of a sudden your relationship has these landmines. And every time you want to discuss something, there are these landmines that you can potentially set off. But when we enter a relationship with these open borders, open boundaries, open lines of communication, that's when we truly lay the foundation for a healthy, strong amazing relationship and one that's so strong that could never break because you have taken down already all of those landmines all of those preconceived societal constructs that could potentially ruin a relationship because of these false expectations anyway that's a long way of saying that i think a lot of what cheating is is just a physical form and there's no way to quantify any other form because those things exist on a spectrum and you can't say all of a sudden you go one day from this to the next but that's that i would love to hear if anybody else has you know any response to that because it's definitely a hot topic and i would love to discuss this with a guest one day on the show um, because i think the idea of relationships is one that brings out a lot of different opinions a lot of different ideas and i'd love to hear Um, different perspectives than mine because I know for a fact I'd be an idiot to think that I'm right or I'm right about anything these are just my thoughts I'm not you know an expert on relationships but I am someone who's existed in this world and that's enough to at least give my opinion on the topic anyway that's all I'm gonna hit on for today I hope you guys enjoyed I hope you guys love the show in general you guys seem to be loving it I'm gaining um, active listeners every week and I love to see that people from all across the globe like I mentioned last week uh, i'm seeing some people from england some people from france uh several countries in europe actually i don't have the list in front of me right now but i'm really excited to see that if you guys of course want to leave any feedback like i mentioned at the top of the show please visit ratethispodcast.com slash diving deeper give a rating it really helps out the show it helps me bring this out to more people and it just helps me understand that what i'm doing is really received well by you guys and of course if it's not feel free to give me some negative feedback as well i really want to know how i can better build this podcast to help suit you guys and of course if you have any more feedback outside of that feel free to reach out to me on instagram i'm on instagram as brosama b-r-o-s-a-m-a feel free to just jump into my dms and ask me any questions let me know if you listen to the show Let me know if anything really stuck out to you in this podcast specifically or any other one. And I'm happy, more than happy to have a discussion. And if you really want to be on the show, everyone has a chance to be on. Um, I'm talking to people as we speak about getting on the show, talking about different topics. So always happy to do that as well. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate you spending another couple of minutes with me to have this conversation. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.